Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo and Hello. Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey, yo. Guys, it is our week 10 recap episode. Uh, I'm having a hard time believing we've already had 10 weeks of the NFL season, but here we are. It's like halfway done already, man. It's more than halfway it's done. What the heck half. are you doing? What off season or like postseason? You know, <laughs> playoff Super Bowl. It's gonna be fun to see they, you know, seven playoff teams now instead of six. Yeah, potentially eight playoff teams. I heard that's a thing. If more yeah. games need to get delayed, there might be a week eighteen. We'll see how it goes. Gotta love COVID. Uh, yeah. Week ten. It was a weird one. Um, you know, not a whole lot of huge beast mode players and I think a huge amount of least mode players. So uh, yeah, I think we did what we could to kind of uh, shore up that list and give you the highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're going to do today is we are going to break down the players who went beast mode and players who went least mode. We will bring to you three waiver wire additions that may be helpful in your playoff push. And we can just jump right into it. Andrew, yep. let's start with the beast modes. Uh, I'll go first. Somebody I am really, really excited about. DeAndre Swift. He hey, looked great a against a really good Washington defense. Over 149 total yards and a touchdown. His touchdown run, you know, wasn't an easy run. He really did work for it. And really, it's he got the workload. That was a major thing missing in this offense. Mm-hmm. He was really sharing the load going into this week with Carrion and Adrian Peterson. He really was the definitive lead back this game, had majority of the work, and he produced in a major way, heavily involved in the receiving game, and looked really good as an inside runner. DeAndre Swift, I think, is a back-end RB1 the rest of the way. Yeah, I agree. He's really good. I almost put him on the list, but I had a feeling you would, so I decided to, uh, to pick a different player. I'm going to start with quarterback, though. I'm going to go Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A huge, huge bounce back game for him. Finishes the number one quarterback this uh, week. 340 yards, three touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown as well. That was a little weird. Don't see that very often from Tom Brady. Uh, went 28 for 39, and he dispersed the the ball among multiple receivers. Godwin Evans, Antonio Brown uh, led the team in receptions. Also threw a touchdown to each of his tight ends, Gronk and Cameron Brate. So just a, a very solid performance overall from Tom Brady, and he needed it. Yeah, that's a great pick. He bounced back in a major way, uh, and all of his receiving options had pretty productive days. Yeah, um, tied in with that, I'm going to throw a Gronk, 51 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, this he's putting together some really, really nice games. He did obviously bomb against the Saints last week. But other than that, he's been a really productive tight end. Uh, top 10, this is not 2010. It is 2020. Gronk's a beast. And, uh, you know, I think for the time being, he's a tight end one. And I would start him ahead of Noah Fant. I would start him ahead of Mike Isecki, mm-hmm. these kinds of players. I would have him ahead of Hunter Henry as well. Uh, Gronk is getting the opportunities, and he's making the most of it. Gronkowski was a beast. All right, you know, I'll just, since we're talking about Tampa, let's just keep talking about Tampa. I'm going to go with the running back, Ronald Jones. He had a very good game. Obviously, the big play was the, what, 98-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah. 
but he also put up 100 more rushing yards, almost 192 total. Uh, with that touchdown, also a little bit involved in the receiving game, not much, but 23 carries is a big thing that I'd like. Um, again, if on days where he doesn't fumble, I guess, you know what, he did fumble, didn't he? Yeah, anyway, first play of the game. First play of the game, he did fumble. <laughs> still, he's he's the running back one for this team, which is still surprising to me, but he came up big, especially on that play. So that was beast mode. That's the definition of beast mode, that play. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, his early fumble, I when he first fumbled, I was afraid he was, was going to be done for the day, but Arians continued to trust him, and he rewarded both the Bucks and the fantasy owners. My next beast mode is my favorite rookie wide receiver T Higgins 115 yards and a touchdown against a elite Steelers defense I had Higgins as a hate going into this week so count me a loser uh, I am in the least mode category this week <laughs> uh, T Higgins crushed it you know he showed up in a major way mm-hmm. made really tough catches got in the end zone T Higgins his schedule moving forward looks phenomenal I think he be he can be a league winner he is a wide receiver, too, moving forward. Good one. Good one. I'm going to go with a he was on my list as well. So I'm going to go with a quarterback again. Someone who I feel like we don't talk about like ever. Uh, He hasn't been on beast mode. He hasn't been on least mode to my knowledge, but he finishes the number three quarterback this week. Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers through for 333 yards and four TDs this game. That performance overall was just great. They swept Cincinnati, no problem. Uh, I expected a little bit more out of the run game, but Big Ben was like, nope, this is going to be the game where I I show that I still got it. Give a touchdown to Johnson, give a touchdown to Juju, give two to Chase Claypool, have the tight ends involved. It was just overall amazing performance from Big Ben. Um, After not practicing for the entire week because he was on the COVID list. So that is a huge beast mode, not practicing the entire week, not being able to touch the field until that day. So he he came up big. Yeah, that is a great pick. And that ties into my next one. Uh, this go. is cheating, but I have all three wide receivers for the That's Steelers. Okay. That's okay. It was um, such a good performance. I don't yeah, think it's cheating. No, uh, Ben showed up in a major way, and we really got to see what this offense could be when everything's clicking. Uh, I don't think Juju is back next year, so I think this is going to be the mm-hmm. golden era for uh, Steeler wide receivers right now. I mean, I don't think there's a more talented wide receiver core in the NFL. All three of these receivers are excellent. Um, you know, they all caught touchdowns. Chase Claypool caught two, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is a high-flying offense. You know, there wasn't much need to have a run game because they were so effective through the air. The Bengals have a pretty solid pass defense. So, you know, they looked pretty bad against these Steelers' options, but, you know, there are no pushovers. So I think this is a huge win for the Steelers overall. Uh, good news and bad news. All three of these wide receivers are, I don't know if they're must starts, but they're they, definitely they sh- in should yeah. starts. Fair consideration. They <laughs> Heavy should, should starts. Yeah. Um, and typically, two of these three do well on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. I would start all of them if you have two or three of them. I think they're all start-worthy. You know, we see what they're able to do, and this offense is what it's capable of when it's running full steam ahead. So Steelers as a whole, man, it was a huge week for them. 
and Claypool, Johnson, Juju. Moving forward, they are must-starts. Very solid. Yep. I'm going to go with a running back. We're going to go with Naeem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. He went beast mode this week, led the team in carries with 12 compared to uh, Wilkins, 8, and Jonathan Taylor, 7. Rushed for 70 yards and a touchdown, but he was also the second-best receiver this game. Five receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. That's two games in a row, or sorry, two games in in the last three weeks where he's been heavily involved. Um, Four touchdowns in the last three weeks. That is very good. He's usually not involved in the ground game. So having 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown leading this team uh, on the ground was absolutely beast mode. Yeah, absolutely. He broke out in a major way, and much to the detriment of Jonathan Taylor owners. Oh, yeah. uh, Hines looks like the better runner, so kudos to him. My next pick is Antonio Gibson, rookie running back for the Washington football team. 65 yards, two touchdowns versus Detroit. Uh, Detroit is the most generous matchup for running backs, so I'm glad he performed big in a very easy matchup but this just solidifies his role with this offense. And I I think he's going to be a solid player for years to come. I think this Washington team is a quarterback away from being a, I think a really solid NFL team. I love Um, it. Gibson, man, this season, he's really come out of nowhere. Took a little bit to get him going. We've seen flashes of the talent, but never a a big performance. I think this is going to be his, uh, I don't know the right way to say it. You know, his his highlight uh, of his season. I don't expect him to have another two touchdown game, but I'm happy to see he could do it in an easy matchup. I think he is uh, obviously he is roster worthy. I think he's going to remain in the start worthy category yeah. here moving forward. Yeah, I can think he. I'm, I'm a big believer in Gibson. I think he could put up RB one numbers on a good matchup. So, and especially he's. Especially more, the best matchup. <laughs> yeah, the best matchup. And moving forward, being more involved in this team. Eh. Uh, well, well, you don't like him moving forward? Uh, I like Gibson, the player. Uh, I think not having a quarterback hurts you in a major, it, major it way. definitely does. And they don't play Detroit every week. So I, yeah. I do like him a lot, but I think he's normally in the 70 yards rushing and 50-50 for a touchdown. Exactly. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, that's good. But like, I would rather have DeAndre Swift than Antonio Gibson. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. Um, he does have some decent matchups going up against Cincinnati than against Dallas. So that's really good. But then he plays Pittsburgh San Fran after that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to stick with the running backs. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb coming back from an injury. He is the next beast mode player Big that day. I have. Big day. Could have been better. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that in a sec. 19 carries. 126 yards and a touchdown. He would have gotten an extra yard and a touchdown if he didn't walk out of bounds to win the game. I don't blame him for that. If you're a Nick Chubb owner, you shouldn't be that upset with with his performance. Um, you shouldn't. Don't don't message him on Twitter. All right, don't freak out. It was a very good performance. 100 plus yards on a TD. That's all you can ask for. Also, I should mention Kareem Hunt. 104 rushing yards with the same amount of carries. This run game is ridiculous. You saw they took the lead very early on in the game. It was 3-0 in the first quarter, and they were just like, all right, we're just going to run out the clock. Just keep running it and running it and running it until the Texans score, and they just didn't until the final quarter. So 
it was it it looked like a really boring game, but for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it wasn't. It was it was just a, a great game for them. Yeah, no, that's a great call out. Uh, another one of my beast mode players is oh man, I don't even know how how I pronounce this. Wayne Gallman. There we go. There Oof. it is. What? Having, having <laughs> trouble reading my handwriting. <laughs> okay all right i thought you were looking at a computer and i was like no no i'm old school i thought that was a joke that he's like not known wayne gallman waiver wire extraordinaire shows Mm -hmm. up in a major way against what was supposed to be a pretty tough philly defense however 60 yards two touchdowns big day for gallman um man Devontae freeman has been ineffective when in and yep. out because of injury gallman has performed admirably and i think as long as he's the starter i think he's a rb3 uh, with two touchdown potential like we saw all right no, i'm not all that excited about it so i don't have much more to say <laughs> you're not excited about gallman no what why would you not be excited about gallman? i just don't think he's that good i think well, yeah i think he's really lucky to get those two touchdowns He's going to be involved. He's going to be involved. Devonta yeah. Freeman was placed on the IR. Yeah. Yeah. So, they have a bye week next week. They I'm do just, have a bye week. I'm just not all that thrilled about Coleman. I mean, yeah. I can't. I, I mean, if you have him, you can start him. I'm just saying. Except next week. But. <laughs> yes, except next week. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just. He doesn't get me going. I'll say that. All right. That's that's fair enough. Uh, my next player. Surprise, surprise. I get to talk about him again. The oh, number one receiver this week in half point ppr is cole flippin beasley for the buffalo bills 11 receptions 109 yards and a touchdown with 13 targets that is second most targets this week that is the i think fourth in receiving yards this week he put up Big numbers in a what I would call a shootout game. That was a very, very exciting game to watch. Cole Beasley finishes the best receiver on this team once again because he is that good. He went beast mode. Yeah, he's a beast. It was great. Uh, my final beast mode player is DJ Moore. 96 yards and a touchdown. He's been a disappointment this season, but you know he's an, he's a gifted player. He's so talented. They just haven't needed to use him the way that people were expecting them to use him. They're not heavily targeting him. Unfortunately, he's a, I I would say, an alpha wide receiver in an offense that doesn't need him to be. So a big performance. If you started him, you're happy with it. But overall, this season's going to leave an icky taste in your mouth. Uh, DJ Moore, I strongly, strongly believe in the talent. I was happy he was able to put it together this week. All right, I got all of yours. One more. All right, let's hear it. Brandon Ayuk for San Francisco. He wasn't the top performer this week, but like I said, Cole Beasley was the second most targets this week. Brandon Ayuk had the most with 14 targets. He had seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, Obviously led the team in a, uh, a loss, but this is kind of one of those situations where you put a good quarterback in there and Ayuk can shine. So they went to Ayuk when they were losing. They needed a big star player. Ayuk did his best, but obviously they fell short. So he went beast mode. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, next up, we will go into our least mode players. Andrew, before we do that, do you have any yep. injury updates for us? 
Yeah, a couple injury updates. So I talked about Devonta Freeman being placed on the IR. There really wasn't a lot of big-name players. Traquan Smith being put on the concussion protocol. But again, is he really that fantasy relevant? No offense to him. Um, Drew Brees, he has suffered, this is probably the biggest news, suffered multiple rib fractures, and he also has a collapsed uh, lung. So he's going to miss a couple weeks. At least he should, even though he's still listed as day-to-day, which is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, expect him to miss a couple weeks. James Winston will be taking over. Uh, and then Teddy Bridgewater suffered a knee injury. He is also considered day-to-day. Um, I would mark him as questionable for this week. But that's it. Really not a lot. Sweet. Thanks Thank for- you. Yeah, yeah. Thank heavens. Uh, yeah, thank you, Andrew, for that. And our least mode players... I did have Breeze on here, but it was due to injury, so I yeah. will avoid adding him in our least mode. I'll start with Robert Woods, 39 yards. This entire pass offense for the Rams was a disappointment this week. They really took a backseat to the run game. Malcolm Brown, Henderson scored touchdowns. Cam Akers looked relevant. It was painful. I was really excited for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, it did not show up this week. That was a least mode offense. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you let me down. All right. Uh, my first player, Russell Wilson. Same game. Uh, really did not perform this week. Weird talking about him in the least mode category, but 248 passing yards, no passing TDs, and two interceptions this game. They lost 16-23 to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, man, they were just, something was wrong about this team. They were off. I don't know if it is the the weak run game, and that just causes a, a just a balance shift in their offense. I don't know what's going on with this team, but the Seahawks were not looking good. I mean, Russell Wilson was the top quarterback. He was in the MVP race, and now he's he's falling off a little bit, so he definitely went least mode. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Um, People were getting kind of accustomed to big games from Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And tied into that, I have DK Metcalf. Uh, You see the behemoth of a man, and you expect fantasy points upon fantasy points. This week, he did not deliver. Only 28 receiving yards. Not what you were hoping for, but uh, similar to Russell Wilson, you have been spoiled this season. This was a kick in the pants. Hopefully his last bad game of the season. DK Metcalf definitely let you down. All right. I'm going to go with the Broncos run game against the Las Vegas Raiders. It is a it was a decent matchup. Um, Raiders do have a, I would say, just an OK um, running defense. But Melvin Gordon, 11 carries, 46 yards, no touchdown. Philip Lindsay, four carries, only two yards. No touchdown, obviously. Royce Freeman was involved as well. Two carries, 11 yards. It was just, they couldn't get anything happening on the ground there. Uh, And then they had to put their faith in Drew Locke and the whole receiving team, and they're just not good enough. So (laughs) they they fell short. I mean, Drew Locke had to throw the ball so much because nothing was happening. He threw four interceptions. He went 23 for 47, 257 yards, four interceptions. Oh, So I guess now I'm just, going to the whole Broncos offense as a least mode. But really, the important thing is is just the run game. They couldn't get anything going there. Yeah, I am not a lock believer. And I was sad to see the Broncos struggle offensively. Yeah. Uh, my next least mode player was a major painful one. Uh, Mike Thomas, 
27 yards for a very rough season. If you drafted Michael Thomas, this is not what you were hoping for. Finally coming back off of his injuries and suspensions and what have you. This sucked. (laughs) This is not what you were hoping for when you drafted him. And when you were, you know, when he was on your, your bench on your IR you're just hoping for the day you could start him again. This is not a good feeling. I don't know what it's going to look like with Jameis Winston. Uh, you would think it would get better. I could also see where Sean yeah. Payton says, let's not let this guy throw the ball. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hope it's a positive. I can't confirm or deny. We do have to see it first. So Michael Thomas took a big old stinker on your team in week 10. Yep. Uh, that was one of my players, so I'm going to jump to my next one. Duke Johnson, running back for Houston. He had his opportunity uh, because David Johnson was out with a concussion. Duke Johnson got 14 carries, only put up 54 yards, no touchdown, wasn't involved at all in the receiving game. And when I mean wasn't involved at all, he literally wasn't. He, <laughs> no, he, no one threw him the ball. So just a poor performance from him, of a guy who was really hyped up this week just because of the opportunity that he had and he really didn't deliver yeah no that's that's a good one and that ties in with my next pick is the texans offense uh a rough day for everybody deshaun watson did not show up in major way randall cobb brandon cooks uh as well as the other one will fuller did not show up they all had Uh, Just dreadful days, and nobody really scored over five fantasy football points. It was an an icky performance all the way around from this Texans team against what should have been a beatable Browns matchup. It was not their day. Uh, We saw them, you know, taking steps forward as a team in the absence of Bill O'Brien, but it looks like the ghost of Bill O'Brien came through today. Uh, Forgettable day for this Texans offense. All right, I'm going to go with the wide receiver, Las Vegas Raiders. Nelson Aguilar, man, he is really a roller coaster of a player. Week 7, he put up 21 points. Week 8, 0. Week 9, 13 points. This week, 1. He's, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. He's, <laughs> he's, I guess he's that big play guy where if he doesn't get that you know, 50-yard receiving touchdown, he's not going to put up any points. Uh, he was targeted only four times, had one reception for eight yards against denver um that's really it it was just lackluster from a from a big boomer bust player and this week he busted yeah yeah you are not wrong next up i have Devonte parker only 31 yards uh, he did have a touchdown overturned and it was a great catch but it was not ruled a touchdown if we would have caught that we'd be uh, he would not be on the least mode category uh but here we are I still think Parker is going to be great. He does show that chemistry with Tua, and this is a great Dolphins offense. You know, they're really coming into their own. Even though Parker's on the least mode this week, I don't think he'll show up there again the rest of the season. All right, my final player I have for this week is Marquise Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, Really just a least mode for the season. (laughs) I... I thought mate, I, I didn't want to be that person to say it on the record, so I didn't. Uh, but I was going to say when we were recapping or sorry, previewing this week, I thought maybe this is the week where Marquise Brown 
can have that big game. Really glad I didn't say that because he got two balls for 14 yards. That's it. He was targeted six times, which is basically his average for the season, and he's done nothing with it. So, um, yeah, really, Baltimore did not look good. You could blame it on the bad weather. Go for it. But, I mean, look at look at his entire season. It really hasn't been good. So definitely another least mode player. Yeah, no, this looks like a team that's spiraling in a negative way. Their mm-hmm. offense has been uh, having, having a tough time. Uh, my final least mode player of the week is A.J. Brown, only 21 yards for the Tennessee Titans wide receiver. Uh, he's better than this, and he is a yards after catch monster. Uh, he did not get that this week. There was that. Uh, there wasn't that gigantic run. Better days are ahead. You know, AJ Brown's a beast, and I think his stay on this least mode list is temporary. He is Tannehill's number one guy, and that position usually pays out more so than it burns you. Uh, so that wraps up our least mode list. And in conclusion, that is our beast mode and least mode, and we can wrap mm-hmm. up the episode with some waiver wire pickups. Uh, Andrew, I'll go first. I'm going to go Naeem yep. Hines. Uh, Good one. You know, you'd be shocked how available he is. Uh, he is still available in more than half of Yahoo Fantasy Football Leagues. And and ESPN. And ESPN. Right mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what more people have to do or what more Hines has to do. Taylor Seriously. has obviously not ran off with the job, pun intended. Uh, and Hines is here to stay. <laughs> in PPR, you have to stay with him. Uh, and in non-PPR, Hines is getting the work. He's getting the touchdowns. He is a he's a waiver wire ad, and I think he could be an immediate spot start for your team. That's a good one. I uh, I had Hines, but I also had a backup just in case because he's such a good player uh, that I predicted you would have him on your waiver wire pickup. So I'm going to go with another running back. It's not J.D. McKissick this week because he's owned in more than 50% of leagues. So we don't need to talk about him anymore. I'm going to go with the running back. Oh, man. Out of L.A., Kalen Balaj. Oh, that's gross. How weird is that? Kalen Balaj owned in 30% of leagues. He had his revenge game against Miami. 18 carries, 68 yards, but he also had five receptions for 34 yards. He is involved in the passing game, which is really weird. Again, Kalen Balaj, really not an exciting player. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's not a player that you would want on your fantasy team just by his name but you got to look at the performance he's had he is outplayed joshua kelly Kalen balaj is the lead back until justin jackson returns from ir and even when justin jackson returns i could see a dual back split between jackson and balaj again eckler still out not a lot of new information on that um i think the head coach said it's going to be uh later rather than sooner so for the foreseeable future Kalen Balaj is the lead back there and usually opportunity leads to fantasy points yeah no that's a great pick and that's a smart heads up play uh he is not a sexy name and a lot of people tease him but I mean over 100 total yards yeah and I'll continue to but over 100 total yards this past week you know Mm -hmm credit where credit is due i don't think anyone's teased him more than me so for me to say yeah. that really means a lot ever <laughs> since he ducked under the ball yeah. when the ball was thrown to him last that was year rough. it's never the same uh my next up is wayne gallman 
uh, running back replacement for the Giants. As long as Devontae Freeman is gone and Saquon Barkley is gone, Gallman has value. Uh, like you said, talking about Balage, opportunity leads to production, uh, and that's what Gallman's going to have. You saw it in Week 10. He got two touchdowns, not because he's supremely talented, but because he's getting the opportunities. So in yeah. a running back starving league, I would not be, I would not hesitate to pick him up and start him if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clear that they trust him. It's clear they give him those opportunities around the goal line. You can certainly do a lot worse than Wayne Gallman. And now's the time to pick him up too. Going into a bye week, no one's really going to pick him up. Perfect opportunity. So I like that. I really like that one. I'm going to go with a quarterback. I'm going to go Tua. Oh, man. I'm going to go Tua Tagovailoa from the Miami Dolphins. And here's why. He had a great week nine against Arizona. He had a decent week 10 against the Chargers. Only threw for 169 yards, but had two touchdowns. Um, He's just a a solid, I, I want to say almost conservative player where he you don't see him taking a lot of big risks that leads to turnovers, although he did uh, have a fumble in his first start uh, of his career. But you got to look at the next matchups. Miami Dolphins' next three games are amazing. They play Denver, they play the New York Jets, and then they play the Cincinnati Bengals. That's pretty good. Miami Dolphins could be nine and three by, by the in the next three weeks, and Tua is going to be leading that team. So, like you talked about, Devontae Parker in the lease mode, Tua's got a lot of work to do, but he's not. I I, I don't see a world where he's going to get you less than ten points, and he's a huge upside. Yeah, no, I certainly see where you're coming from, and I certainly don't blame you there. Uh, in my final waiver wire ad, uh, this is a cop out, but it's an important thing to mention. Uh, your handcuffs for your stud running backs. If you are a Dalvin Cook owner, please add Alexander Madison. If you're a Jones, an Aaron Jones owner, pick up Jamal Williams. You know, there's certain, th- yeah, there's certain handcuffs uh, that you should own. We are week ten in the season. Uh, starting running backs are starting to get beat up. We're starting to see more injuries. And you don't want to be the jabroni who loses your stud running back uh, to injury and have no plan to replace them. So if you own them, please make sure you have those handcuffs. If you don't own them, if you have roster spots, you know, we're not at a spot where you want to take an upside pick at wide receiver. (laughs) It's week 10. You're getting ready for that playoff push. Running back is a tough position to find replacements for. If you have handcuffs, that gets you one step ahead. So. Like I yeah. said, you don't want to take the upside shot on a wide receiver anymore. Um, I am in hardcore backup handcuff running back territory. So play smart, That's play for the point. championship. Handcuffs is how you do it. That's perfect. Get prepared for playoffs because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here before you know it. Uh, although you did say don't take the risk on those uh, wide receivers, I got to throw a wide receiver in here. Michael Pittman. He's that player that I'm willing to take the risk on. And here's why. Seven receptions, 101 receiving yards. And he was targeted eight times, which is the most out of the Indianapolis Colts this week against the Tennessee Titans. He really looked like the the best wide receiver out there. 
among T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, really no one else. So Michael Pittman, man, what a future he has. I mean, Philip Rivers is going to sling the ball to him. He's going to get targeted the most out of this team. Uh, he's He's a pickup. I don't know if he's a start just yet. But I can see by next week me saying that, yeah, start him because he's he's being involved in this offense ever since he came back from from his injury. Yeah, that's a great pick. And he really has shown he is who they drafted him to be a big body, short handed pass catcher. Philip Rivers loves him. The chemistry is there. It is growing. They are building on it. Uh, and I don't think he's even a high upside play. I think he's just a reasonable pickup at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's getting the targets. And uh, there's nobody else on this Colts team who is stepping up uh, to be the wide receiver one. So I love that pick. Uh, And Andrew, that wraps up our week 10 recap episode. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you could ask a small favor, if you could leave us a review or a rating on whatever platform it is you you are using to listen to us. Uh, We hope you had a wonderful week 10. We look forward to recapping or recapping and previewing week 11 with you here later this week. Uh, Thank you again so much. Stay safe. Keep having fun. We'll catch up with you later.